All right, uh, welcome to another Big Breakfast Show podcast, uh, Getting to Know, and my guest today is uh, Tyler McMillan. Tyler, thank you so much for uh, joining me today. It's going to no, be my great. No, my pleasure. My pleasure. Glad to be here. I am looking forward to getting to know Tyler. That's what it's all about. You it's, know? it's always good to get in here, Lyle. Uh, the curling, I guess, would have been probably the last time I sat with you quite a bit there a couple of years ago, and... It's always nice to come in. Absolutely, and it's nice to see you once again. We're heading into a busy time of year, but uh, I'm just glad you made time. So let's uh, let's kick things off. First of all, uh, Tyler, uh, farm boy or in town? No, I grew up on the farm. I grew up on a farm out in the Carryville area, um, now east of here. So I'm a southeast Saskatchewan boy and grew up listening to you. Oh, is that right? Not to date you or <laughs> no, anything, but right. I grew up listening to you. <laughs> that's funny. I like that. That's pretty good. I've <laughs> had that happen a few times as the years go by. My goodness. So I guess growing up on the farm then, you're familiar with, uh, did you have like chores when you were young and, and stuff you had to do before school or was it more, was it uh, a grain farm? No, it was grain, grain and cattle. Yeah. Uh, we, we weren't made to go out and do chores, but uh, you know what, every every chance I could get to go with dad, uh uh, out carrying the chop pails or taking strings off bales or or cleaning out the barn, I, I went and and was with them and and doing things like that. And Uncle Jim and and uh, all his boys and it was just a, it was a family farm and uh, it was fun fun to be part of and be out there. So so was there was there more than just one family then on the on the farm or nearby it, at least uh, Tyler? Uh, it, it was it was my dad and and uh, his brother that farmed together and then the the boys are all kind of involved as well. So. Uh, most most listeners from Esteban or any uh, senior people remember them. They're the hockey players that played with the Bruins years ago, and we're the curling side of the family. So, uh, no, we, we grew up on the farm. Dad and his brother farmed together for years until my dad retired out of it and, and uh, left it to them. So McMillan Ranching still still a go out there, and they're still wow. busy and cattle farming. And See, there you go. That's what this is yeah. all about. Look how much I learned just in a few short moments Absolutely. here. Absolutely. So that's where I've listened to you, was in that tractor with that old 1280 and 1150 <laughs> oh, going go. back yeah. in the day. So. Oh, there's some history right there. Absolutely. Eh? Yeah, there you go. So I guess uh, on the farm then, what about dugouts? Did you play hockey on a dugout like most farm kids? Uh, we did. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple of sloughs and dugouts there they used to scrape off, and, and uh, I was smaller when that happened. So the Lee, Ed, and Dave were the, the bigger ones that were able to scrape it off better. But I do remember sk- skating on the rink and... And uh, then into Carryville was the other, the old natural ice in Carryville. And and uh, those were tough years because if it wasn't cold soon enough, we didn't have ice very very soon out there. And uh, But no, we, we would throw some skates on and off oh, we go. Oh, man. Yeah. Mother Nature plays a big role when it comes to That's when to I liked winter. I liked ice. winter. <laughs> yeah, I'm exactly. older and I don't, I don't care for winter. We can, we can make ice, <laughs> yeah, curling exactly. ice and hockey ice in the summer in the nice weather. <laughs> there you go. I like that idea. Okay, so hockey on the dugout was a go and on the slough, um, school. Uh, school at that time, where did you go to school? Well, and uh, Carryville had the elementary school up until nice. grade 8, and then uh, high school years 9 through 12 in Cardiff, Cardiff, Cardiff High School. Nice. Wow, just a short jaunt down just uh, a Highway short 18. Jaunt. You betcha. My goodness. So you'd have lots of those uh, winter drives, I guess, in the school bus being picked up on the farm. Did you have to walk out to the main road, or did they come right into the yard? No, well, we just had to walk to the end of the lane. It yeah. wasn't too far, but uh, we could see uh, the bus driver, Barry, coming from the north, and you just start heading out and timed it right because you could see him coming for miles. And Right on. And, uh, yeah, no, it was it was a long ride. My daughter doesn't we're, – we're not that far from the school, so when she could leave the house at 8.48, I said we were getting off the bus after – an hour and 25 minutes. So. Oh, yes. Okay, yeah. Quite a, quite a change compared to then. Quite a change. <laughs> you know, I, I often think, uh, being from a small town myself, Tyler, I often think, boy, what a great place to grow up when you stop and think about those days that have gone by for both of us. Um, small town community where everybody knows everybody. It's just a, 
I think everybody should have that chance. It you would know? be wonderful. Like, I mean, I even say it around Estevan is you, you get that feeling of a small town, but it is a city. Uh, but you still get that feeling where a lot of people know everybody and it's uh, friendly. Every every building or every store or every uh, place you go is good people. But that's a really small town. Uh, tiny ones, yeah, there's nothing. Wow. Nothing just beats a, it. Just amazing. I can remember many, many days where uh, the same type of thing, there'd be a group that would meet down at the skating rink to scrape the snow off after a good snowfall overnight and... On a Sunday or Saturday afternoon, that's where the entire community was. It was, yeah. You know? You'd have just, those, the plywood scrapers and everybody would grab one and you'd yeah. whip around there and have it cleaned off in a matter of moments. So. Let the games begin. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so as we move through uh, school, I guess, uh, what were some of the sporting uh, events that you like to get into when you were in, say, uh, elementary school? You must have had a sports day. I know we did back then. Uh, yeah, we did the track yeah. and field through school, and uh, it, yeah, most of the school stuff back then was part of intramurals. So that encouraged us to take part in every event because we were scoring points for our team. And uh, so every track event, I was better at the throwing events than the running events, of course, or the jumping <laughs> ones. But anybody that knows me or knows that I'm built for throwing rather than running. Um, but I still took part in them. It's still lots of fun. Uh, so track and field, uh, of course, ball, baseball in the summers or the springs and summers. Uh, followed, uh, you know, dad and brothers and relatives around with the fastball leagues and, uh, nice. didn't get to play it much, but it was fun with the old Southeast fastball. That was a uh, great sports day every weekend and, Boy, and running to get those foul balls and quarters and freezies. And, <laughs> and so you play ball yourself. And then I think it was grade eight is I made the switch from hockey. I played uh, hockey in the winters until I was about 12 and, and then, uh, um, some can appreciate this and some uh, really get it because you see how far our kids and young people travel for hockey now and and where they go travel got to be too much when I had two brothers and parents farming and working and and uh, we decided to get into curling so I started I took a curling clinic from Ron Spencer out there in Cardiff and wow grade eight and the rest is history curling's kind of never looked back from never looked back exactly it's funny you brought up that track and field and sports day uh, for me, I was, uh, you know, discus and shot put. I, I broke records for those, but I didn't touch too many when it comes to track and exactly. field. Exactly. <laughs> Funny stuff, eh? Funny stuff. Boy, yeah, memory absolutely. lane. Okay, high school then, uh, you would have been in uh, Cardiff for that, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, same type of thing, lots of sports, including yeah, lots more of sports. curling now, maybe yeah. high school curling? Did the high school curling. Nice. Uh, was lucky enough to make provincials. Uh, um, uh, it's just a good experience, just fun to, to go to those events in the, in the, I think it was called 16 and hundreds back then. And, and you, yeah, travel, travel around to different curling on spills. And, uh, you remember coming to Estevan, it was kind of fun, Estevan and Weyburn and those rinks. And now, you know, that's its home base now. So wow. it's kind of fun to take yourself back and see the changes. And, uh, my daughter's been curling now. So we sneak out to Gainesville. She's been curling with a crew out there and to walk in the old Gainesville rink is bring back a lot of memories too. So there are, oh, there are volunteers man. and staff out there make it look pretty good. And anybody gets a chance to go into those rinks and keep them going. Cause I know it's struggling out in those small areas and. They yeah. are the center of the, the hub, isn't it? They sure are. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Whether it's hockey or curling or whatever the case, but, but that's certainly nice. You must feel good about your daughter taking up the sport as well. I do. Yeah. She seems to be uh, enjoying it. And, and of course she gets better and better every year, the more she does it. And, yep. and uh, yeah, no, it's fun to be the parent now falling around and. Uh, it's, it can be stressful. You do a little pacing, but I uh, know it's fun. It's fun to watch her grow, grow with the sport and, and meet new people. You know what? If you weren't nervous and if you, if you weren't pacing Tyler, that'd be a problem. Absolutely. So that's, that's all good. 
Uh, okay, what about uh, jobs now, I guess, uh, outside of the farm in high school? Maybe you might have worked at a, I don't know, a confectionery or something like that. Did you have any kind of jobs like mowing grass or stuff like that, or was it back to the farm? No, you know, I uh, did did farms what I could the day off, but I lifeguard. I was, oh, okay. uh, uh, the minute I could take the bronze medallion and bronze cross and, and work at the swimming pools, I did. And I started uh, in Gainesboro at the swimming pool there for a couple seasons, and then I moved up to Carnduff. I had an older brother that was doing the same thing, and and jumped on board and worked the rest of my years uh, in the summers at the Carnduff Swimming Pool. So great experience, uh, good, uh, you know, taking that first aid and CPR training and the life-saving stuff was uh, awesome. Teaching kids swimming lessons was, uh, I, I really enjoyed that. I, I still like the youth now. I try to get to the schools and stuff like that, but it, uh, you know, those were the days that, that was really a lot of fun. Well, that might lead me into our next area here, Tyler, as far as you and, and how much you volunteer. And uh, that was on my list of things to talk to you about because uh, that's something that either you're taught as a young individual or something that you pick up on and jump in with both feet, but regardless of how you got started. But uh, that's something that you're doing. Uh, going back, do you remember when that kind of kicked in for yourself? Uh, it would it would have been high school. We yeah. we hosted different uh, uh, provincial competitions that weren't, I'm going to say curling, for example. We had the high school girls. And so you volunteered to be a host committee team or like a host sponsor to tour them around and get them to their billet parents and stuff like that. And um, whether it's hold a sign or uh, just, yeah, stuff like that. Uh, Cubs and Scouts being part of those groups and and, uh, picking up cans and and those bottle drives and stuff like that back in the day. I mean, we were part of those organizations too. So I think that's where we started probably high school, the different events that came uh, tournaments, just trying to do stuff and, and help out where you can. Uh, ball, those tournaments, even as a kid, they put you to work helping. When we <laughs> yeah. built the Carryville Diamonds years ago, we were helping twist wire or do something, right? They could find something for us or uh, yeah, even as kids. So. There's always something. And, and I think that's, uh, I'm glad you brought that up because that's a that's an indicator right there that there's a lot more to it than just playing the game. It is. You yeah. know, like when you start to look at the whole universe around a sport, and uh, being a part of a, a sports organization as a as a young fella, that's a good thing. That's a good thing because it keeps you out of trouble from doing all the other things, right? It, it does. It does. And, yeah, you just learn some different skills and different people. And, yeah, you just help out Ron Spencer at the rink. You'd help out whoever at the Ball Diamonds. And, and uh, you know what? I didn't do much jumping, but I remember the old Bobby Burns, you know, from Estevan oh, here yes. that came out. I mean, uh, you, you know, you just get to know them too and the connections. And, uh, you know, I did a little lumping later in life and – and maybe you'll get back into it as my child grows older. So absolutely, no, I could see that happening. And Bob, he boy, he just lived and breathed baseball. He sure he? did. Wow, yeah, he did. What a great man he was. Absolutely. Now, as far as uh, I guess law enforcement, Tyler, at what point did you just decide? Because you talked a minute ago that might be the answer for this when you were talking about uh, being a. Um, in, involved in lifeguarding and, and watching out for people and stuff like that. You kind of alluded to, you know, safety and, and, you know, respecting people and all that kind of stuff. But at what point did law enforcement really kind of hit home with you and you make that decision? Well, it, it was in those high school years. Um, I credit the RCMP members that were in the local detachment that were good community ones. And I think that helps where uh, they're seen out in the community, they're at the pools or with their kids or with their families at the hockey games, but also you see them come to tour your school. Um, yeah, from the, as early as I can remember in the high school uh, years, I was uh, leaning towards that direction and 
I was lucky, and it's it's tough now. Um, I was able to go on different ride-alongs, uh, even starting in high school with the local members, and that, that's tougher to do now, unfortunately, with some liability and stuff like that and safety. Yep. Uh, but I was lucky enough back when they could do it, and and uh, uh, there were some good members there, uh, Chris Boardman and Gord Stewart and Bill McKinnon, and anybody from Carnivore is going to recognize these names. And right. those Norm Dupuis, I mean, those guys are all in, instrumental, and and uh, that's where the mentorship kind of started, and and hearing them talk about uh, uh, the, the 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 field and the uh, you know what they do and what the, what they're experiencing getting from it. So that's where it started. And of course, yeah, lifeguarding fell right into that, where you're um, just dealing with people. Like right. Ninety nine percent of what I do is dealing with people, and yep. uh, unfortunately, sometimes it's it's in the worst day of their life. Uh, but I'm, I'm lucky that I can, I, that's why I stop at schools and hockey rinks is now we're seeing people in a good mm-hmm. environment and try to, uh, recharge everybody too. So it started early. Uh, I credit some of those ones for just being good, good, good police officers in our community that kind of, uh, uh, gave me that interest and then I worked towards it. So I just, I did continue doing ride alongs and in the communities I went to, I off to Manitoba, I did, you know, ride alongs with, uh, detachments out in Carberry and Brandon city and, oh, nice. and just try to experience different things, municipal and more, more Mounties and, and it built from there. So the, so did you, did you work within the RCMP or were you like, what was your first station or first position, I guess, when it comes to law enforcement? Estevan. Estevan, hey, is Estevan, that right? Yeah. Wow. I, uh, I looked into the auxiliary program, but the yeah. different detachments I was, uh, hanging around or knowing the people didn't have open spots for that. Yep. Um, I, I was told I would have been a good candidate for it because I was there and showing up, but they already had positions filled for some, uh, with very good people. And, mm-hmm. um, uh, yeah, so I did, I did thousands of hours of ride-alongs. Like I just wow. spent every, every moment I could hanging out with them and learning and watching and, and, and just building the interest. So I did have some good mentors that told me to, you know, take, take something in school, get some life experience. It was good advice. I took an agribusiness diploma. Uh, so I have an agriculture background, of course, with the farm, but I yep. took an agribusiness diploma in Brandon. Nice. Uh, worked a couple years in the Carberry Brandon areas, and and mostly potatoes is what I worked with there. So really? it was kind of kind of neat uh, working with them and and learning and and uh, yeah, I just I love spuds. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So does everybody else? Yeah, absolutely. So. <laughs> there you go. Okay, so. Uh, Two things I just want to touch on quickly here, I guess, too, uh, Tyler. Number one is those ride-alongs as a high school student. Uh, that must have really got your heart ticking, especially the first couple, I don't know, it, two or three did, or you, whatever it was. Just little things. You drive up the highway yeah. and you're, the radar's on or you make that traffic stop and you're, you know, what's he looking for and what's yeah. he doing? And, and uh, no, it was just, just uh, it was just, it was, it was fun to, to watch and be around and, and uh, just see them make a little bit of a difference, uh, whether it's road safety or just uh, instrumental like they were to me right. in the community. The other young people, I can only assume that uh, somebody else was interested or took something from it. So, right, exactly. Yeah. And uh, what about the first uh, stop that you made yourself? I know you did you team up for the first little while? Yeah, when we come back from the Saskatchewan Police College, we have a field training officer and uh, Deputy Chief Cowan was my training officer. So he was a uh, constable at the time and and uh, Sergeant Karashuk was the Sergeant Ken Karashuk that lots are going to know. I and remember Jay Ken. P- Jay Pearson and, yep. and Murray Cowan. So that was the first shift I had. So uh, good shift and Murray was my training officer and out we went. So wow. I don't remember the exact stop, but it would have been heart beating and yeah, oh my goodness, what am I supposed to say? And, 
And, uh, you know, that first ticket is tough. Nobody wants to get a ticket, and it's always <laughs> tough. But you just have to tell yourself, and, and uh, yeah, I just I just try not to lecture people. And yep. to get a ticket, they know they've done something wrong. Most people do anyways, 99%, exactly. and there's a process for it. So, yeah, just try to. But the first one, I, I don't remember, but I just remember being, you're just nervous. Yep. Those first things, worrying about radio, worrying about traffic, Everything. worrying about everything so my goodness i couldn't imagine it wow that's uh and even today you know we've had so much stuff go on tyler mm-hmm. uh um the unknown the everybody talks about you know the the walk the mm-hmm. walk up to the car or truck whatever vehicle it is you're stopping and uh even just the last five years we've seen so much happen and does that ever go away? Does that ever disappear for you, like when you're getting out of your car? No, it doesn't. I mean, you, you, it's tough in a smaller town not to get complacent. I mean, you you see somebody and, you know, might be, oh, there goes Lyle McGiver. I'm going to check him, make sure he's not impaired, you know, that yeah, type of thing. Yeah, no, exactly. Or, or Joe Citizen, and you, you know most of them, but uh, you still got to be careful because we don't know what's going on in their life. We don't know what crisis event they might be taking place right at that moment. And, and you just got to use caution every time and... I think people understand that we have a process and it's safe and it's not that we're being trying to be rude or anything oh, like yeah, that. No, it might no. come across we just have to be safe and uh but no you just you don't get complacent. So when the unknown vehicles come here you're just that heightened alert and you just you'd be as safe as you can. Right. Makes sense, absolutely. Now I guess as far as uh you know, just the day to day routine over the years now that you've got several under your belt. Um, what are some of the, the highlights that you've seen, uh, Tyler, both for yourself and as far as the uh, service is concerned where steps were taken in the right direction and, you know, things are, are working really well for, for law enforcement in general? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, there's been a, a few, ch- I mean, policing's always changing and when case law comes and, and uh, different rules, I mean, sometimes you have no choice to do it. You have to make the changes. Um, I was told when I started in 2001 that I was the 17th member and it was at 16 for years and years. And Ray DeLorme was the chief at the time and he hired me and, and, uh, he retired shortly after. So I never really got to work for him real long time, but, uh, I was the 17th member. So that's when it kind of changes. I think that was the first kind of provincial funding that came. And, and so you started seeing different things where they give funding for specialized areas. So, you know, whether it's major crimes or criminal investigations, traffic and things like that. So mm-hmm. you see these changes of, of uh, uh, external funding. It's not all taxpayer stuff from here, but external funding to help with specialty areas. And yep. so that's some of the changes we see. And it's good because uh, uh, when you work shift work and you're a couple days on, a couple nights, and you're trying to uh, uh, investigate something that's larger, um, it's tough to get people in. And then you're on in days off. So have specialty units that can think, keep things rolling. So that's some of the changes that I've seen here uh, for the better. And, nice. uh, it does increase our numbers and, and, uh, you, you know, you hear from the public going, why do we have so many? But that's why is this try to get these specialty sections. So these cases are looked after properly and, yep. and investigated properly. So, uh, it's fun when people ask, uh, I love explaining and giving my side of it. And, and after we have a conversation, generally they go, okay, that meant that makes sense of why there's more than we had 20 years ago and exactly. and, and, the, and the reasons for it. So, uh, yeah, it's completely changing. Some of the highlights, uh, you know, I really like going to the schools and I've done it for 20 plus years. Yep. Uh, I really like going to see the young people. Uh, so the, I, I like it where the kids don't see us always in the negative. We're always at a, 
a crisis event or always at something bad or a traffic stop or something like that where somebody, I just, I don't like them seeing that all the time. I want to see that we're just people too and, and that they shouldn't be afraid to come see us. So uh, highlights for me is making the schools. I've been really lucky. I've had a lot of teachers that have never had a problem with me. Just I stopped at a school yesterday or Friday and and just knocked into a couple school doors and they've always they always tell me they're happy to see us. So I hope that oh, yeah. if, if I was interrupting something important, they'd let me know. But uh, I think they see the benefit in it too that we pop in and just uh, say that you know we're we're not bad. We're there to help. And, yep, exactly. And for me, it has helped. I mean, the ones that have walked through the front door, male or female, that. That just because they know you, they've come see you, they feel comfortable with you, that breaks down barriers quicker. Oh, absolutely. And we can get to the bottom of stuff, try to help them out. And and even for um, people that have broken the law or, had, you know, have tripped up or made a mistake, uh, it's helped as well. So if they know you, that you're fair, that you're you're out there. So those are highlights for me is where I can interact with the public and and uh, wow. it's, it's all about the people, and I love it. Well, you know what? Kudos to you for doing it, Tyler, because it takes the right individual to jump on board and, and initiate things, and, and you've been doing it for a long time, so kudos to you no, for, for being a part of the kids' lives. Yeah. That's great. Let's sneak away from law enforcement okay. now. I want to talk more about you and your family and, and time away from the job, and uh, whether it's vacation time or holiday time, and you can kind of reflect on this you know, between now and back when you were on the farm. Uh, where does vacation time fall into your life there? Uh, when you were on the farm, did you get away? And today with you and your family? We did. Uh, when we were younger, we got away when we could. Uh, unfortunately, dad with the farming and wintertime was tough because calving season, things oh, like yeah. that. So he wasn't able to sneak away in the wintertime for holidays over the Christmas break. But I remember in the summers going to the Minot State Fair and uh, coming to the Shrine Circus here at Estevan at the Civic. and oh, Perfect. And the old, big old city. And oh, man, it was, uh, <laughs> was coming great. to Estevan those days. But, uh, <laughs> you know, just those short jaunts. Uh, Regina, Winnipeg, To I think my first hockey game was in 1990, I think it was, in Winnipeg, in the old Winnipeg Arena. And, oh. and uh, so just kind of th- those things were fun uh, with family. Uh, not too much farther. Th- I, well, the holidays, I guess. I was lucky enough to be part of a exchange thing back in Canada's Oh God! What year was it? Nineteen ninety, ninety-two. That okay. sound about right. Would have been a centennial type year, but uh, exchanged with Peterborough, Ontario. So, oh, okay, I nice. consider that more of a holiday than an exchange type thing. But yep. we, they came here for a week and toured around, and we went there for a week. So it was, it was neat to see Toronto and the big city. That was the first time being there, and. Um, then as I grow into my life, I'm a, I'm a sports guy and, and most know that I'm a Montreal Canadiens fan and, and, uh, my love for the Habs and, and, uh, the New York Yankees. So those are the, the big ones other than the Riders and the ones were, that most people agree with me with. I'm a yeah. Yankees Canadian. So I've been lucky enough to be the Yankees. I made it to the old Yankee stadium and the new one. Nice. Uh, I love New York and, and, uh, can't wait to go back again. And Montreal, I've been twice, once with my dad and once with my daughter, uh, to the Bell Center to see the the Habs play. And, oh my goodness, uh, they're having a good so year too, aren't they? They're having a good year for yeah. a young team there. What do you so think of that coach? I do. I think he's doing yeah. a wonderful job. I think he's and doing great. I think he's doing good too. They're moving in the right direction. So absolutely. So absolutely. What about uh, camping? Are you are you and your family, immediate family, there into camping or anything like that at all? My grandparents were. So I remember yeah. old trips down to Mouse River Park and and Curran Park in Brandon, Manitoba. So those were fun places to go. And Grandpa and Grandma's first trailer was a little triple little triple E uh, trailer. So Put it this way, when three kids and their mother <laughs> with two other adults, there's six of us in that little Triple E, but we made it work. And yep. when they uh, moved up for uh, fifth wheel and things like that, it was fun going down to see them and their environment. And 
Uh, then, yeah, Cubs and Scouts. So those camping trips and tents with the uh, scout leaders and, oh, man. and all that, learning those little skills were all fun, uh, good memories. And uh, we did try camper here with my family, but uh, I think a, a lot of it's tough on your days off, rider games or something else, and we were just weren't using it. So Always uh, something. Did enjoy it, but just weren't using it enough. So, yeah, um, so yeah camping's not, not <laughs> what we do now, but... Uh, before my daughter was born, my wife and I went to South America and toured Argentina, Brazil, and Peru and saw those uh, oh, nations. Oh, nice, eh? Um, yeah. Awesome. So it was fun touring those uh, countries and uh, seeing that history and culture. And yeah, it was, I wasn't sure about it. It was her that talked me into it, but once I was there, it was uh, worth it. So she, she deserves the credit in that one. So. Nice. Well, that's perfect. <laughs> you stepped out on that limb and everything was oh, fine, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. Worked out great. You know what, Tyler? I can't thank you enough for coming in uh, for this uh, podcast because, man, it's been a great uh, few minutes here. And uh, I just appreciate you taking time. I've really gotten to know you over the years. Mm -hmm. And when I was thinking about this, I thought, boy, this would be a great candidate. And and you know what? It's been so enjoyable because I've learned so much. And the the people that are going to listen to this podcast and are listening to it, uh, the same thing. And that's what it's all about, getting to know and uh, I just can't thank you enough for coming in to, to join me on the uh, the Big Breakfast Show podcast. No, I appreciate you having me. So, no, it's, uh, uh, I love the Southeast, good community, and I'm happy to be here. And, and uh, yeah, I just appreciate you bringing right. me in. All right. Thank you so much, Tyler. Thank you.